love making this podcast and we would love to have it supported by a listener like you. So uh, go ahead, click the link in our show notes and join the awesome empire. Allison and Eric too. <laughs> I'm Allison. Is that too long? No. Nope. My ooh. I mean, it it always reminds you of Goofy falling off the mountain. <laughs> and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my husband and yours, Mr. Eric Gartson. Hello. Hello. Did did you guys hear me over that breath, that exhale? (laughs) This is episode 153, Don't Miss Your Beautiful Life. I'm very happy that you're here. I'm not going to say I'm excited to be here because I'm a little grumpy to be here. I'm just going to, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Eric is already gung-ho on the podcast. He's feeling good. His life's feeling in control. He's feeling... Because I know I don't have any control. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting until I felt a little less snotty, a little less grumpy, a little less snappy to do the podcast episode and then decided... You know, this is actually a great mood to do the podcast in called Don't Miss Your Beautiful Life because that's it. Part of your beautiful life is your grumpy. Part of your beautiful life is your snappy. Part of your beautiful life is looking at your beautiful life and going, I know it's beautiful. I know it's good. I'm still snappy about it. The mood you're in <laughs> is from the kid on School of Rock. Yes. You're tacky and I hate you. Yes, that's one of my favorite when he's talking to Jack Black and he, I don't know, he like gives him a suggestion and he just looks at him and he's like, you're tacky and I hate you. And Eric knows that's a mood that I get into. She's in it. She's in it deep. But even if I'm in a snappy, crappy mood, you can be in a happy, slappy mood. <laughs> and we really, truly are so grateful that you're here. It's been a few weeks since we did the podcast, so we thought we'd update you. First off, Eric got the coronavirus. Mm, doggy. He got the... <laughs> It was a a good one. The best part about (laughs) Eric being sick was continuously, every single day, saying, man, this is just really hanging on. This is just really hanging on. I can't believe how much this is hanging on. I was like, yeah, you have COVID. It it lasts a long time. That this is how long it lasts. That's that's it right there. That's about how life goes. Just (laughs) this is about how uh... long it lasts. If you've missed us the last two weeks, that's where I was. I was in my bed watching. Well, you couldn't speak the first week and then the second week. So we've spent the last week recording my You're Already Awesome. (laughs) Yes, you are. Book. And we were so. Audiobook. The audiobook. We were so excited and grateful to be able to record it here in Pleasant Picture Studio in Provo, Utah, which we had to prove it. 
they just like they weren't going to take it at face value. Well, my I mean they they uh, they looked up studios for us online, and I I don't show up as like a studio because I'm like a production studio, you know. Yeah. And so they suggested another studio in the valley, which the, is online and advertises. And well, Alice and you're and I, friends with them. We know him. Yeah, we love him. And Allison's like, no, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they, it wasn't a fight. They didn't even know we could do it. They're like, oh, yeah, no, cool. No, but we, you just had to, like, prove that you weren't some dude with, like, garage band <laughs> in a dark room somewhere. Yeah. You know? They're like, can yeah. we trust I've him? I've recorded this woman hundreds of thousands of hours. <laughs> I think I can do it. <laughs> that was a really, really beautiful experience. When I was writing the book, you know, we do the podcast. I listen to audiobooks all of the time. I've listened to All lot- of the time. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> I don't have a wife anymore. (laughs) That's where we're at right now. We can talk about that. But really imagining the audiobook, even as I was writing it, I was so excited to do that. And I think maybe you guys can relate to this. You, you know, there's a little something you're holding on to. The really cool thing about the book is it's just been really for me. It's really been my book, Is My Baby. Not a ton of people have read it. I haven't shared it with a lot of people. Recording the audiobook is the last thing that like puts the cherry on that project that wraps it up. There's the marketing the book and the selling the book, but that's different than the actual book itself, the audiobook itself. Mm-hmm. And so I think a little of my grump hump bump is that feeling that you get when something resolves, even if it's like a relief that it's resolved, even though if you worked really hard for it, it's a dream, it's like a dream come true, then you're like, well, what now what? You know, and the funniest part is, is that we finished recording the audiobook on Monday and had a, a meeting with the venue where we're going to be doing my, the launch of my book party in August on Tuesday. And I still was like, August 16th, August, Tuesday. August 16th. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm saying we had the meeting on Tuesday. We oh, finished oh, recording and also the launch parties on August 16th. Th- Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. There you go. So we finished recording the book on Monday. And the way that we did it is in five hour chunks every other day. And we did it that way with this amazing producer named Chris Howerton. He is on the East Coast. Chris, we love you if you listen to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> It just he would like Zoom call in and then I like, you know, would have the headphones on and the tablet with the book and just read the book. I mean, it's just you did, yeah, she was if you've heard her, you know, she's a great speaker, but she uh, it was awesome because you didn't have like you if you made like a mess up, you'd quickly fix it. So at the end of the chapter, the, you know, Chris would have her do pickups. And like at the most, there's like five or six where she'd have to just go back and read a sentence, maybe for or, pronunciation. Usually like four or, something. or five words. My hardest, the hardest one for me was R and R. R and hour. Hour. Like R hour. Like these things are our whatever. Yeah, she's like R R. But what I was going to say is when you, why, well, I was super impressed during the pickups when you'd go back. Parts of the books have different emotions. So she, when she would go back, she would remember how she was reading it and she could drop into like this a crazy narrator mode. Acting. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm often impressed, but I was very impressed. And so was Chris, the producer. He was like, this is going to be so easy to edit. Did you think that maybe if we just got me on the podcast and you complimented me, it would put me in a better mood? <laughs> 
Because um, it is. Subconsciously, I know it's that working. makes you feel it's really working. good. It's working. Language, uh, love language. What is it? My You're, love language. I'm very verbal. Yeah, very verbal. Verbal the, affirmations is your... Uh, I do. Love your, verbal your affirmation. Yeah. Give me all the praise. But thank you. It, it was a beautiful experience. And I was getting sick trying to not get Eric's sickness. And so, like, I would record for five hours. And it was exhausting. It's like giving a keynote for five hours. The energy, the focus, the concentration, even though it was also like very in the flow, it was a really cool thing to do. And I just felt really special that we were able to do it in our home. As I was reading the book, it's very funny because obviously the book is written for me because I'm the person who needs to hear you're already awesome. I'm the person who needs to hear that only you can be you. You're doing a great job. You don't have to prove your worth. You don't have to hustle for it. The conclusion, one of the final parts of the book talks about not missing your beautiful life. And I've been thinking about that a lot I've been feeling very out of control because I'm getting back into kind of event planning and working, which brings up emotions, difficult emotions from, you know, the way that my working life was that maybe contributed to my psychotic break. It it really does just bring a lot of stuff up. And it's very vulnerable being in this position of doing an event, having a book to sell. It's really easy for me to sit down and write the book. I mean, it wasn't easy, but in theory, it was easy to sit down and think, I'm writing this and I'm sharing this, but this may or may not see the light of day. And now it's very, very concrete. What is going to see the light of day? What people will be reading and reading the audiobook and going through it in like a final boom, whoop, there it is. I said to Eric after the first day of reading and Chris, who feels like, you know, an old friend now, the producer who's zooming in with us, like he's sitting there while I'm reading things talking about pretty intense personal stuff. And he just made me feel so not like a crazy person. He was so excited about the book, really like excited to be working on the project. So that that was was beautiful. But I said to Eric after the first it might have been the second day of recording and I kind of just got in bed and was laying there and I felt like crawling in the fetal position and just hiding under the covers. I said it's not not a sacrifice. It's not it's not nothing. And I think because the writing it and it's it's been such a long process it's been over such a long period of time it's easy to downplay our offering and i say that because i want to invite you as we touch on this topic today of not missing your beautiful life uh, one one thing that i wanted to share was not missing your beautiful life is realizing that your beautiful life doesn't mean it's just going to always feel beautiful. And if you're waiting for it to feel beautiful, or let's say the word happy or joyful or ecstatic or motivated or energetic, because beautiful is something entirely different. Like I'm thinking of the Renaissance paintings, the chiaroscuro, I'm saying that very butchered, but it's the light, the, the very high contrast of like the light and the dark. Mm-hmm. 
When I think of beauty, I very much think of that, that, that shrouded darkness, the shadows, the, the layers, the depth. I've been drawing a lot of flowers and painting a lot of flowers, and they're very difficult to draw because of the way the petals layer and the shadows and the depth and trying to get that field of perception. But the most beautiful flowers are often very, very intricate in very simple ways. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about this offering that is the book, that is the audio book, thinking of it as an offering is a very good word for me personally. And by offering, I mean like a contribution. Like I have this to offer rather than I hope everybody buys it and I hope it sells and I hope I hit all these lists and get awards, right? Like, sure, please do. (laughs) But also, it's an offering, recognizing and honoring the effort and the work and the sacrifice. It's a it's a sacrifice. It's a a a bruised and broken hallelujah. It is. It's beautiful because it has everything in it. Thank you, and I'm really proud of myself. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself for doing it. But it is not easy. It's not easy, and so. You know it's not easy. You know, listening, because you have your offering, your contribution, your sacrifice. I was talking to my friend who has a newborn. Just thinking of those days (laughs) with, you know, a baby, it's this beautiful contribution. It's this beautiful creation. It's so, so beautiful, but it is so incredibly nuanced and painful and complex and difficult. So the concept that I introduce at the end of the book and that we want to introduce in this podcast of Not Missing Your Beautiful Life is just to invite you to look for the beauty in the contrast, in the intricacies, in the paradoxes or the contradictions, the things that are stretching you, rather than today i like i said i've been feeling like out of control and i'm i'm planning this and i'm doing that and i was sick and i didn't want to get sick and i couldn't get sick because i was recording so i've been in bed a lot and then i start to kind of get triggered and spiral because i was in bed for so long and i was sick for so long and i fought so hard to get my healthy habits back and to get out there exercising and now i feel like i can't get a control or a grip on any of it, right? It all feels slippery and messy. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just sliding back. It's all, it was all for nothing, you know, (laughs) to just sit back and, you know, yeah, it's, it's just all part of it. And so I know rather than beating myself up and shooting and forcing and just feeling like a giant piece of garbage for not feeling more grateful and more excited about all of the really cool stuff I have going on, that it gets to coexist, right? It gets to coexist. I get to be really excited about this super fun launch party I'm putting together and the book tour that will come for people to have the book and for all of the positive things that are coming that are already here. But it also can coexist with a lot of discomfort and a lot of heartbreak and pain in a lot of ways. And Eric has a really cool list he's going to share. But for me, that that's just my message today for you on not missing your beautiful life is you're going to miss it. Like I feel like I've missed so much of it by trying to figure out how to do better at it. Right. Which is why I wrote a book called You're Already Awesome. 
Yeah, there's a part in the book where you said that you missed so many of the six, the wins. So many of the wins, and also some of like the early like the births of our children. Like you, yeah, like you felt like you missed it. And I was on I was on Twitter yesterday, and some guy was like, he's he's I follow him because I think he's great, but he also said like, do something today, like that your future, so your future self will be more happy. And I don't know if I would have caught this, but after like audio engineering your book and going through it a couple times with you and really like sitting in and knowing that that's kind of a false idea. And I responded and I said, I said back, I said, you don't need to wait to be happy. Even if you're not where you want to be, most people, even when they get to where they think they want to be, there's always going to be a next something to do or become or get. Like the podcast has listened. You guys have listened to me for four or five years. Talk about a book deal. That's all I've wanted. I did it all for, right? Like you're like, Allison, it's the thing you've always wanted. I'm like, I know. Right? Like it's like just as an example, just as an example of exactly what you're saying. So what I now know and is no matter if you want to be somewhere else, you can only be happy now. You can't be happy tomorrow. You really can't. Like even if you're going to get a paycheck in a couple months or even if you're going to get the body you want in a couple years, like you, you can't be happy in the future. So you can enjoy your beautiful, messy, crazy, often crappy life right now. And if you don't enjoy it right now, you will miss your beautiful life. Did the guy write back to you? Um, he didn't write back to me, but a lot of other people commented and like, yeah, I believe. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't confrontational at all. I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but I just basically said, like, you can find happiness in the journey. I think that's such an interesting thing to think about because a big part of why I felt so grumpy and crappy today specifically is because I don't feel like I have my habits figured out. I was doing, you know, white knuckling it, feeling sick, feeling icky, recording the book. And then as soon as that was done, literally the day, the hour it was done, (laughs) I was like, okay, but like, I don't have my schedule. All I was doing was focusing on all of the things that had not gotten done, all of the things that weren't in place, all of the things that had kind of set to the side a little bit because the capacity that I had was for that one thing. Mm-hmm. I can o- I could only do that one thing. Right. And I think there's a lot of frustration for me, a lot of impatience <laughs> on my end, especially I, I and I, I swear it's the freaking work thing. I'm just it's so funny. Like I don't even notice it. Well, it's a big change and it's change, a big change. changes are exciting and difficult. But it, it's also like I start working and I immediately expect to be back at the capacity I was at. What capacity am I even thinking yeah, about? It's right? Ar- like it's what arbitrary. capacity am I e- like it's a total mind f. Like it's a complete game. I think I think it's just an inherent like sense of lack and I need to do more. It's like yeah. it's buried deep in all of us. Yeah. Which is why your book is so fantastic. And mind you chapter 12 is about me. Yeah, there's Eric gets a lot of shout out and do you like your shout your yeah. your stories? Yeah, I love it. So Eric is turning 40. You're so, so young. I know. I feel really (laughs) young, actually. You used to have a big issue with aging. He was like, I'm getting so old. I'm so old. And I thought it was so funny that he would care so much. And you've really changed your tune. I know. I feel great. You must be a musician. You've changed your tune. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's why I was probably bummed out about aging, because you think like, Oh, you know, you got to be successful in your 20s. And yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I love my age. And I, 
I'm going to be around for eternity and I feel great. And so Eric, the other morning, wrote down 40 things that he's learned in his 40 years. And we thought that would be a great way to send you off into your life to don't miss your beautiful life with these. And they're they're quick. I didn't feel like reading them because I was listening to my fantasy books. Um <laughs> But I took I took a moment and read them, and it was very worthwhile. So, Eric? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was in bed the other night, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm almost 40. I had built up such a big – like, in, in years past, I'd built up, like, 40s, this huge milestone. And then I was thinking, I really feel like I'm still 25. But I wanted to write down a few things. That, like, if I was – if I was going to die tomorrow, I would love to have this list go to Ginger or Rad. And like, this is something that they could know that their dad believes in or knows. Okay, so this is 40 lessons from 40 years. Number one, God is in charge. Number two, family is the greatest gift. Number three, Jesus believes in me. Four, so many things don't matter. Five, my mind is not me. Six, Good books are important. Seven, let life happen. Eight, social media is a smokescreen. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, people are generally good. Number 10, fear is a tool of weak people. 11, we are all connected. 12, control is an illusion. 13, Creating the art of my soul is a divine act. 14. Life is short. 15. Life is long. 16. People are mostly thinking of themselves and their problems. 17. Mornings are magic. 18. Exercise always, in all caps, makes me feel better. 19. Meditation is hard but worthwhile. 20. Overthinking makes me miserable. 21. Nothing better than a beautiful garden. 22. God's hand is in all things. 23. Gratitude changes my mood. 24. Marrying the right person is such a blessing. Thank you. 25. People can change. 26. Travel expands your perspective. 27. Being kind is better than being nice. 28. Forgiveness is freedom. 29. Forgive yourself often. 30. View yourself with compassion. 31. Do the thing that needs to be done. 32. Eat delicious food slowly. 33. Listen to music more. 34. Having purpose is essential. 35. Take naps. 36. Be generous. 37. Listen to kids. 38. Tell your loved ones you love them. 39. Be bold in your beliefs. And 40. Kids are the best. That's beautiful. Which one on their you know, talking about your 25-year-old self, which one or two do you think would surprise you the most? Um, definitely, like, the control is an illusion, mm. like, letting life happen. I, I used to be such a hustler and have that mentality of, like, I have to go, like, 
plow through and force things into my vision. I think we have that in common. And so I definitely think like my my 40-year-old self, if I could just put my arm around my 25-year-old stressed out, anxious self, just chill out. Like God has plan, a plan, and it's, you know, just be present and flow with that plan and be open. Also letting life happen. Just let things happen. And another one too is, is people aren't thinking about you. Like I watched some guy, I was at the park, we were on Sunday or whenever we went for our walk, I watched this guy trip. He didn't go all the way down, but he kind of stumbled. And there's, you know, a lot of people at the park. And I thought I've been that guy. And I, I used to think, oh my gosh, everyone's watching. <laughs> Everyone cares. Like what an idiot, you know? Yeah. And I, and I know now that people aren't, people aren't worried. They're thinking about themselves and their problems. And that, if knowing that and understanding that from a younger age would free up so much thought or just so much mental space for, for more beautiful things than thinking that people were thinking of you. I think it's like a double-edged sword in a way, because so much of our lives, we hear that people aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. That's something I remember hearing in high school, right? I, I've always had that as a thought. What makes it hard to believe? What makes it hard to apply? One that you read that really stuck out to me, I love forgiveness is freedom. And it's truly freedom that kind of marries nicely with, I can't remember the exact words, but having more self-compassion. And, and forgiving yourself. And forgi- yeah, forgiving yourself. I think one of the reasons why, even if we hear other people aren't thinking about you, other people aren't worried about you tripping and falling, other people, you know, sure, maybe they'll read my book, maybe they'll hate it, maybe they'll go post a, a negative review, and then they'll stop thinking about it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, even not- if they do, t- let's say they even take some actions, let's say they think about you, let's say they follow through, let's say they tell 10 people you're an idiot. Oh, maybe they tell 10 people they saw some guy trip at the park. Mm-hmm. Let's just say all of that is true. Focusing on the fact that they don't care about your mistakes or your missteps is not going to do anything for you if you don't bring in that self-compassion, if you don't bring in that forgiveness of self. And so as I have been beating myself up, beating myself for beating myself up because I should know better because I just read and wrote a book about it, (laughs) I keep trying to say to myself, what would be the most compassionate thing? Like what's, where's the compassionate voice? Where's the compassionate voice? Because I do have this very beautiful and in my year of absolute hell and sickness found this very beautiful, compassionate voice that can coexist with me and narrate my thoughts and my actions. And if I'm very honest about it, the voice has been getting really harsh, like, like really harsh, just really harsh. Even if I'm not cognizant of the voice, I can start to realize how harsh the voice is getting by the results. And the results are, I want to hide under a blanket. I don't feel like doing anything. Now, as humans, I think we start to try to circumnavigate that experience by like, okay, I'm going to fix my thoughts. Okay, I'm going to think better thoughts. And I I did that. But what I would want to invite you to and what I'm inviting myself to is to, if at all possible, when at all possible, let those harsher thoughts, let them out, write them down, 
literally write them, physically write them down, get them out, and then wait for the kinder, more compassionate thoughts. Because they're not as loud and they're not as pushy and they're not as bossy and they don't give you a sense of urgency and a sense of self-importance and they don't stroke your ego. (laughs) They just bring you comfort and self-forgiveness and self-compassion. So that is such a beautiful list. Eric, do you guys want to know something? I feel a little bit better than I did before. (laughs) (laughs) I feel... You're not so grumpy. I, I I can stay grumpy if I want, but I genuinely do feel a little more awesome than I did before. I hope that you guys do too. We've had so much fun bringing the podcast back and look forward to continuing to bring it back. Yeah, when we don't have COVID, we are going to be here. Yeah. So we want to thank everyone who has visited us, visited us on Venmo and PayPal. You guys are so You guys so are so awesome. nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was It's been rough so over kind. here. It's really yeah. appreciated. So we decided we're not going to do Venmo and PayPal anymore, but we would love to stay engaged with engaged with and hold ourselves accountable and also just keep making awesome content. What we've done is we've set up a Patreon page and there's only one level. It's $5 a month. We're going to figure out some awesome like... Do you know, I had an idea. I thought it could be fun. Yeah. If we, people who are part of the Awesome Empire, which you're all part of the Awesome Empire, but the paid uh, $5 a month, Eric and I are like, okay, that keeps us honest. It helps the podcast be supported by listeners like you. But also at the same time, I thought it could be really fun for the people in that group to choose from them to feature like awesome features, like feature the people in the group. So like every and stuff they're doing. Yeah. And stuff oh, they're doing. So fun. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And like send out like a newsletter that like, or a, an email that like recaps yeah, yeah, yeah. the episodes of the month and maybe feature somebody. These are some ideas. Exactly. We have. Yeah. So we want to build a community. We want it. Like we love that you listen to the podcast, but we want to be more engaged with you. Yeah. And so this is a way to do it because you know, if you when you join the Patreon, we'll get your email address. We can keep you up to date with stuff, events we're doing. And then, yeah, maybe, yeah, I love the idea of featuring someone and sending I, out newsletters. I think it's a fun way to reflect the things that you guys are learning from the podcast. You guys share with me so often that you read the books and you really just have such beautiful insight. When I meet people in person, they have such beautiful stories and insight. So I think it would be fun to have a place to reflect that back. I love it. To you guys. So, so in the show notes, we'll put the page. Patreon um, link. So if if you want, we would, we would love for you to join and help support us in this podcast because we truly love doing it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for experimenting with us and really just showing up and supporting. But thank you mostly for reaching for something that you hope and I hope helps you find more peace, more joy, more ease, more light. Not because you being snappy and grumpy is something that needs to be stopped in its entirety, but because you deserve to feel your glorious divinity. You deserve to feel your beautiful life. And our hope, our prayer, our wish, our blessing is that you don't miss your beautiful life. Eric, do you have a podcast review? I do. This is from from Kay Brockner. They say, I have loved listening to your podcast for a long time. I love your humor and how relatable you are. I can't wait to read your new book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for shining your light on the world. Yellow heart emoji. Aw. 
Thank you, Kay. We are so grateful. Those podcast reviews, they do a lot to help us out in the iTunesies and the internetes. Can you believe just on Apple, we have 1,056 written reviews? It really, it really is a lot. So to think of a thousand people, like stadium seating, right? Like put everybody in a chair and they have, you know, something to say. And we appreciate you because it is about the one. And your beautiful life is happening right now. Don't miss it. And we're so grateful that we can be a part of it in any way. Kay, will you go ahead and shoot an email to heygirl at theallisonshow.com, Allison with a one L, and we're going to get you a thank you gift for that review. And I want to remind you that only you can be you and you are already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, do you have a lovely, delightful tune to take us out on? I do. Um, it's my birthday tomorrow, so... Happy birthday! I'm going to play one of my own songs. Happy but... birthday! I'm just going to play the song Mother Tree. Oh, that's We haven't a good done one. it. Really? No, because... we haven't had the podcast I haven't had the up. podcast. So this is an album I released last August. Yeah. And so this al- this this song is the first song on the album. You should uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but you should go listen to this album called Mother Tree. This is the title song. You can find it on iMusic, Spotify. Yeah, everywhere. All we'll the link places. it. We'll link it on the show notes. Enjoy it. This song's called Mother Tree. <laughs> <laughs> 